live and local, it's The Drive Guys. Watch the show on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen on the Sacktown Sports app. Well, we have royalty with us. He just came by to say hi. And, uh, you know, I hear I roped him into a few minutes with us. It's Kyle Draper, Whitey Gleason, and the longtime legendary voice of the Kings, Gary Gerald with us. G-Man, thank you so much for your time. Oh, any anytime. Yeah. This is an interesting stretch coming up. It's so nice yes. to be home leading to the holidays. Of course, we're going to pay the price later on. I've got some long road trips yeah. coming up. But seven in the next eight starting tonight on this floor at Golden One Center. And not easy assignments, as we all know. Yeah, we got Brooklyn tonight, G-Man. What stands out to you and your research as you get ready uh, for tonight's game? What, what stands out to you? Well, a couple of things. The fact that they're so doggone good at the three-point line. Yeah. They've got seven guys on their roster that are averaging more than two made threes wow. a game. That's virtually unheard yeah. of in the NBA. They're number one in percentage. They're number one in corner threes. They're number one in rebounding, which is a yep. huge turnaround. They were in the bottom three last year. I think they were 29th. Mm-hmm. And offensive rebounds, they're, I think, number six. So, you know, they're, they've got an interesting package of talent put together. And the fact that they've won six out of the last seven, I think they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves. Gary Gerald with us here. We've been going back and forth a little bit on Sasha. And, Kyle, I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Go but I it. think Kyle says after Friday, you know, he's ready to give – uh, Sasha, 20 minutes a game, and I'm not quite there yet. I want to be. How encouraging uh, was it, though, to see the way Sasha shot the ball in Phoenix? I like seeing him shoot the ball, but even more, what I'm learning to like is his just his basketball knowledge and his IQ, his sense of what's going on at the moment, the cuts that he makes. He makes aggressive cuts, and he makes them with definition. He doesn't just wander his right. way through yeah. there. And I, I've been very impressed with him in that respect. And, and my goodness, the credentials, we should be impressed for the 12 years that he put up stellar numbers in, in Europe. Yeah, I'm looking for a big game from him tonight. Also looking for another big game uh, from De'Aaron Fox. Is there anything that he can do that would surprise you? I mean, we saw 23 <laughs> in the fourth quarter the other night, his best uh, quarter uh, in, in his career. I mean, this guy just keeps continuing to amaze yeah he does and and you know the growth the maturity yeah. the fact that he's a father now the fact that he's been in the league for what i don't know i've lost track seven years seven years yes, yeah seven year, yep. and he just keeps getting better and better and i like the way that you know he's earning respect now around the league people are aware of De'Aaron fox and i think a lot of it came in that seven game playoff series with the warriors last spring and what for three of those seven games fox is playing with a, a broken bone yep. and his mm-hmm. hand so, you know, his impact was somewhat limited. But people are understanding De'Aaron Fox is the real deal. And I love, and we've talked about this, I think, a couple of times. I love the fact that he and Sabonis, who set the tone for the Kings, allow and want Mike Brown to coach him hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mike Brown, I think he relishes that, the fact that he's got a couple of guys that are really cornerstones and, and solid pieces. So it's it's fun. And, and, you know, I Kyle, it's funny you mentioned, the, you know, the 23 in the fourth quarter, and he's fourth quarter Fox. We all know that. <laughs> but it still catches you by surprise. Yeah, it's like, and wow. I find my reminding myself, don't take what you're seeing from De'Aaron Fox for granted mm, yes. because the guy has got special talent and his ability to take over a ball game. It was a pretty ugly ball game in Phoenix. And considering that they were without a couple of their key starters uh, and the Kings were having, you know, struggles, they couldn't really, you know, get separation that they wanted. And the fourth quarter, man, 
Uh, Fox, he responded, yes. and he responded yeah. big time. Yeah, G-Man, I just asked Kyle uh, to explain that, and he gave us his expert views. But what is it that allows De'Aaron Fox to do that, fourth quarter after fourth quarter win? You know that it's he's in the scattering report. Sure. You know teams are preparing for it. And yet, when he wants a shot in the fourth quarter, he gets right to the bottom of that circle anytime he wants. How, how do you think he's able to do that? Well, I think part of it is mental determination. I think part of it is confidence. He has never lacked in confidence and and he he likes the spotlight too and he doesn't make a big deal of it but he likes those moments he wants to prove to people that i'm not just another guy playing nba basketball yeah. mm-hmm. g-man final one for me when you look at uh, this king's team malik monk is a big part of it at last check he was questionable uh because of illness who do we turn to like who, who fills what Malik gives this team? I don't know that there's anybody yeah. that brings the instant energy right. that he does. And the fact that, you know, he's got a nice three-point streak going. I, he's got a free-throw streak going. It's up to 37 consecutive makes. He does so much more than just bring energy and firepower. Uh, we need him. Yeah. I, gosh, I hope he's... I hope he's well or getting better by the right. moment. If <laughs> yeah. not tonight, going to have him tomorrow night in L.A. Yeah. against yeah. the Clips. I just want to ask you one more if I could. Uh, <laughs> the longer I'm in the periphery of the league, the more I appreciate guys that don't get to play much, and then when they play, they play well. Can't imagine how hard that is. Um, Keon Ellis this year, I think it's an incredible story. Uh, he's not playing, not playing, not, not playing, then starting, doing some things, contributing defensively, knocked down some shots against the Suns. I mean, can you put that in perspective a little bit? You know better than most how hard that is. How impressive has he been this year, and how great is his story? Right? I think he's taken a, a, a big step. You know, you could see the talent in bursts, and particularly when he's playing in Stockton with the Stockton Kings of the G League. But to see him come out now and defensively have an impact, and he's earned the respect of Mike Brown and the coaching staff, and so he's getting those minutes. And we joke a little bit about I, I was calling him a couple of times the disruptor. And, and he likes that. And he says, that's what I do. I mean, and it's not so much he doesn't want to be a scorer. He wants to be a good defender. Okay. Man, coaches get all lathered right. up when, right. they, when they hear stuff like that, don't they? And that's what Keon's doing. And good for him. Good for the, him, the fact that he is, is, you know, embraced that role. And he's making a meaningful contribution. Mm-hmm. And staying with it. It would be nice if uh, this team continued to play better defense, wouldn't it? It would. It certainly would. The, the inconsistency is a little bit puzzling. It's part of the process, I know. I mean, but I, I reminded myself this afternoon, I'm going through stuff. I said, well, we've won 10 of the last 14. That's not too bad. That's pretty solid. Yeah, that's it. But uh, in this stretch that. now, you get uh, you get this challenge tonight yeah. with the Nets. You get the Clippers on the road tomorrow. You come home to face OKC and Boston, and it just keeps going yeah. along. You got some tough ones coming up. No, yeah. no easy yeah, nights. Phoenix, yeah. Minnesota, all oh. right before oh. uh, Christmas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Palpitations. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank Good you, stuff, G-Man. Right. We appreciate yeah. it. We'll see Have you Have a downstairs. great call, man. Appreciate okay, it. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. you, uh, Gary Gerald joining us here on Sackdown Sports as we get ready for the Brooklyn Nets. And as I said early in the show, Kyle, uh, I think it's easy for a lot of fans to look at this team and go, Brooklyn, and they don't have kids. They ain't got anymore. nobody. They, yeah. what are they? This should be an easy win, and hopefully it will be, but uh, it's probably going to be a tougher game than a lot of fans expect. You know, uh, what Brooklyn does, they may not have the star power, but they got a lot of hungry, hard-nosed guys that play well together. You know, obviously we talked about Mikhail Bridges, how good he could be. Cam Johnson is a long, two-way yep. kind of guy mm-hmm. uh, out of North Carolina. Nick Claxton, 
at, at 6'11". You know, he's coming off a 13.15 rebound game uh, the other night against Washington. Uh, Cam Thomas, you know, you're talking about a guy. Scoring machine. Scoring machine. He's got a 50-point game uh, in his career. And so you got a, a bunch of guys who, you know, maybe uh, were, were afterthoughts or guys that have given up on, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie's now in his second tour of duty uh, with the Brooklyn Nets. He can score the bucket. He's a hard-nosed player. And so this is going to be a tough matchup tonight, you know. Uh, I, I know they're banged up, uh, you know, talking about Brooklyn. But they're 12-9, and 4-4 four and four on the road. You know, they won, what, three in a row, six mm-hmm. out of seven, mm-hmm. uh, I think it is. And so this will be a tough matchup tonight. One that, if you're Sacramento, this this shows the level of professionalism the Kings have. Because you got the big one tomorrow night against the Clippers. And it's easy to, you know, look ahead to that one, Kawhi and all them. You owe them one uh, from last week when they came in here. But, you know, if I'm Sacramento, this is a professional kind of game where you come out, Handle your business. Don't take these guys lightly. And hopefully get some rest in the fourth quarter. I think it's incredible that the Nets have turned things around from when they had Harden yeah. and Kyrie and Durant, and they were all in on that, and they did, they'd mortgaged their future on that team, and that team broke up. And here they are a relatively short time later, and they're a pretty good team. That's yeah. remarkable to me. You, and if you remember, what's so interesting about that is before they made the trade for Durant and all that, they were a playoff team. Like, yeah. they were a young, scrappy, right. you know, Karis LeVert. Kenny Atkinson Yeah, team, Kenny right? Atkinson, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Like, they were a scrappy team that made the playoffs. And then they blow it up. You get all these big names, and then you flame out. And so I think now what they're doing is sort of getting back to their roots, you know, getting back with the hard-nosed guys, the blue-collar guys, mm-hmm. you know, the Villanova guys and a guy like Mikhail Bridges. They may not be flashy, but they're going to bring it every single night. We'll take a timeout. Coming back with our keys to victory tonight. Look ahead uh, to the rest of the busy week for the Kings. It's the Drive Guys, Golden One Centers, where it's all happening tonight on Sackdown Sports. The Drive Guys, live and local. Every afternoon, Monday through Friday, on Sackdown Sports. Ran across this factoid, Kyle. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you've seen it, dear listener. Uh, apparently, Shohei Otani, with his new deal, and I'm not taking into account the deferred payments, but uh, if you don't take that into account, he basically makes in two games now what Brock Purdy makes in a season. Come on. 800, about, <laughs> what is it? 800, about 850, one, one guy's an MVP, another isn't. You know, uh, not, yet. not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. No, what I was going to say earlier yeah. was, and I, I <laughs> then I thought about it. I was like, nah, I don't think I want to go there. I was trying to think who the Brock Purdy of the Kings is, and I'm not sure if there is a Brock Purdy on this team. Is it uh, who, who is better than people think? Maybe doesn't get the respect that he deserves. Would it maybe be Malik in some ways? Maybe the outside world. Yeah, to your point, like Brock Purdy. Inside the Niners right. fans, and of course, they yes. know. Same yeah. thing with Malik Monk. We know uh, around here his value and what he brings. I don't know if they know league wide, right? You know, I realize how, like, yeah, good because he is. you know when you talk about six man, I, I don't know if you're hearing any buzz uh, regarding him. Um, it'll be interesting to see as a free agent 
what kind of money he's going to get mm-hmm. this offseason. Hopefully know? we <laughs> don't have to bet on that, but yeah. But get that hometown discount here, maybe. I still marvel at how well he plays point guard because when he came here, I didn't think he could. I thought, well, yeah. maybe you could have him run point a little bit, but he's not a point guard. No. But he says, you know, I could always do that. Just people didn't know. He didn't put him in that position, and kudos to Mike Brown for doing that. You know, we've talked uh, before. You could argue he's their best perimeter playmaker. You know, you take out Sabonis, probably the second best playmaker on this team. And, you know, I, I love watching him play because we know he can hit the big shot and everything. But if you're a big, if you're JaVale McGee and you're playing with Malik Monk, how how much fun is that? If you're mm-hmm. DeMontis Sabonis, how much fun is that? Think about it. If you're Domas, instead of, you know, you setting other people up, now somebody's setting you up for easy buckets. And so he, he's a joy to play with, man. Now, how about this? Uh, Emmy on the chat. Thank you, Emmy. She says that per Frankie, is Frankie still down there? Per Frankie and the Kings, Malik will play tonight. So, okay. I, I don't that have that, have but I'm going, game, with, uh, yeah, I'm going with my. Uh, well, Mike Brown is having his press conference right now. So, okay. Uh, it, it looks like Malik Monk uh, will play tonight, and which is great, right? Yes. That's, yes. We're just talking about him, and, and G-Man said, I don't think we have a player that can replace what Malik does. And so, you know, you could argue, you know, Domas, obviously, what he does, we don't have a replacement. Fox, we don't have a replacement. And then after that, Malik, we mm-hmm. don't have anybody that does what he does. There's really no one on this team, at least anyone who plays a lot, that is not totally bought in, is there? There may be some people on the bench right. that have issues. I don't know, and we don't need to go there. And we, <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to speculate. But that's one of the things about this team that makes it click is that Sabonis and Fox at the tone – and then you got a guy like Monk's like, yeah, I'm coming off the bench. Uh, I'm good enough to start, but I'm okay with it. And you do have, in a short time, they've established something that I guess I would call, for lack of a better term, a culture, and it's something that's helping this team win. It's positive, right? It's yeah. all positive. You don't hear any naysayers, guys complaining about minutes. Uh, you know, when I first got here, we had some of that. We had guys pouting. Because they wouldn't get uh, time. But he healed. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't know you said. Did you say that? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 some guys, you know, were unhappy with their roles. And even if guys are unhappy with their role right now, you don't hear about it. You don't see it, uh, you know, magnified out there on the court or on the bench. Anybody getting upset. And so uh, that goes to Mike Brown, obviously, but also to... I'm watching Doug Christie flop around on the ground right here. He's uh, being silly. But also to the level uh, and the kind of people Monty McNair brought into the organization as well. Yeah, I would say that on any team there probably should be one or two people that aren't thrilled. The people that aren't playing, unless they're, you know, just rookies, right. they shouldn't be thrilled. It's a matter of how they handle it. What are they going to do about it? Are they going to, like, try to talk to other guys and foment dissent? Or are they going to put their heads down and, and – work harder yeah. to improve their situation. Case in point, a guy like Davion Mitchell, yeah. you know, uh, loses his spot to Keon Ellis. He could be disgruntled, pouting over there. Uh, he's not. I, I don't think he's that kind of guy. But, you know, that's a hard pill for him to swallow, mm-hmm. I would imagine. But And we saw him, I think it was last week or m- maybe a couple of weeks ago when High Flyer was here. He was out here at 3 o'clock Woo! getting ready. So instead of pouting, crying, He's in the gym. He's putting in extra work to try and get his spot back. Mm-hmm. Um, how scary are the team the Kings are playing tomorrow? One game at a time, but they just yeah. fell last time they played the Clippers, and the Clippers are still 
It's easy to see the flaws, but it's also easy to see how good that team could become. Yeah, and, and I think they're, you know, finding their groove uh, to an extent. You know, when, when you look at, you know, some of their games as of recently, let me pull it up right here. They had that big win over Golden State when they got down by 22, uh, I think it was, and it was at home, and they rallied back. You know, one thing, they've won three in a row, actually. Uh, four out of their last five. Mm-hmm. They beat Denver. They won at Utah. One thing I, I've seen from Ty Lue is, sure, Russell Westbrook went to the bench, but they've been limiting his minutes as well. He's only at, like, 16, 17 minutes per game uh, as of late. And so, and I think James Harden is playing lights out for them. And so, they're scary. I, I always think, you know, teams that are scary, teams that have multiple guys that can take over a game. As much as we talk about James Harden, he still can occasionally take over a game. Mm-hmm. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, those guys can take over a game. How many guys do we have that can take over a game? See, you see what I mean? That, yes, that's I what, do. That's, yes, what I make, do. that's what makes me concerned about this team because tomorrow I'm talking about the Clippers because Kawhi might not have it, but Paul George can go for 40. Right. You know, James Harden could go for 35. And so they're hard to scout against, hard to match up with. I think our perimeter defense, we talked about that 3-4 position. That's critical tomorrow, obviously, against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. There's also this, Kyle, and I know you haven't been in Boston. You know yeah. this uh, very well, although this was just a couple years ago. Here we are. It's not even Christmas yet. We don't know what we have. I go back to two years ago, the year the Warriors and the Celtics played yeah. in the finals. Into January, people were looking at the Celtics. Yes. It ain't working. They wanted to fire. They got to break up the the Tatum and Brown. It's not working. And then about mid-January, they just took off. Everything clicked, and they made it. I mean, they would tell you they probably should have won the finals. Yeah. But they made it all the way to the finals. And going into January, they looked like a bunch of underachievers, yes. a, a, a team that had to be broken up. So we really don't know yet what we got as far as the best team. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and they were, you know, fans were clamoring for them to fire Ime Udoka uh-huh. uh, at the time. I think what you saw in that situation sort of reminds me of LeBron's first year in, in Miami when him and Spolstra, you know, butted heads. Uh, Ime butted heads with some of the players, but he held them accountable, you know. And, and, you know, he was hard on them. And eventually what happens and what happened in that case, you start getting together, you know, sealing together some wins and then the players start buying in and then the coach looks great. And I think the same thing happened here in, in Sacramento, except that it, it happened at a quicker pace in that, you know, Mike Brown came in, he challenged Domas and Fox, but then they went on that seven-game winning streak last year. And now it's like, see, what coach is preaching to us, it works. And now you buy in. That's how you buy in. And that's why, like G-Man said, you know, Fox, Malik, Sabonis, Mike Brown can ride those guys because they bought in. They've earned his trust. Now, Friday night, while the Kings are beating Phoenix, the Warriors were in the midst of blowing another oh, game. I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where last time they played OKC, Holmgren, they didn't foul. Uh, and Holmgren makes three and forces overtime. And this time, they did foul. But Draymond Green with a terrible foul fouling Holmgren as he shot. They lose in overtime. That team has really fallen on hard times, those Warriors. Yeah, and, and Draymond with that first-year player foul, you know, the, yeah. the three-point shot, he said that's a rookie mistake uh-huh. that he made. They just can't get out of their own way right now. Like, they're tripping over themselves. Like, they had that game, especially when you remember 
how OKC beat them at Chase Center mm-hmm. earlier this season. And so when you look at the Warriors, let's pull up the uh, standings right here. You got them right there, uh, Whitey. I'm going to pull them up, too. They're, they're reeling right now. now. I know they have some home games uh, coming up uh, so far uh, in, in these next few weeks. Uh, Warriors right now, wow, they're in 11th place, 10 and 12. But they've kicked a good, what, at least four or five games, I think. Right. Right, that you could honestly say, well, well, they had that game. The Kings game when they were up 24. The Clippers game, they were up 22. Mm -hmm. OKC Mm -hmm. at Chase Center and then OKC the other night. So that's four games right there. And what's crazy, if you look at that box score from that, I think they had 29 turnovers they in that did. game. They did. That's right. 29. You know what Steve Kerr said? He what? said, we're going to watch every one of them. And then the <laughs> next day he said, no, I didn't make them watch every one of them. Oh, come on, Steve. Isn't that yeah, something? That's like, terrible. No, you got to make them watch it. Yeah, I, Steve, has a, it, this hasn't been his best season either. <laughs> and they're reeling right now, man. They, they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. And, and what's interesting, when the Warriors were at their best it wasn't the offense. It was the defense. I agree with you. Right? It, uh-huh. it was People forget they were a top five defense when they were winning them championships. Yeah, and they were versatile. Right. And they could switch. They could switch. They had uh-huh. length. Now they can't do that. Now they're giving up 115 points per game, 115.1, and they're scoring 115.5. So they're a plus four in differential. If you looked at the entire Western Conference, they would be ninth in uh, differential. What's interesting, and this is where Sacramento has to improve, Sacramento is a minus three, minus point mm. three in terms of point differential. Mm-hmm. Come on. We got to beat that. I we, think when you, we lose, we get blown out. It yeah, seems like, I know. You know. Too many times when they're just not competitive. It, to me, if the Kings stay in the top six and avoid the play-in, I will feel like that's a job well yeah, done. Yeah, I think I know so. after what they did last year, some people could say, no, they were fourth. You got you to be better than that. Well, obviously, you'd love to be. But to me, if you stay out of the play-in, You've done a really good job in this crazy, crazy West. This year especially, I want no part of that play-in. I Because there's going to be good teams. There's going to be good teams, man. I mean, shoot, it could be the Warriors in the play-in. A one-game winner-take-all kind of thing to move on. I agree with you. Uh, Even if it's a six-seed, you know, when you look at the NBA standings right now, you know, the the six-seed, who would that be? That's us. Well, we're the six right right now. The third would be – Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Bring that on. Yeah. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Let's, right. Let's go. Right. Strap them up. Lace them up. And so, no, you're right, man. I, I You got to make the top six. You got to be in the top six. Kyle Draper tonight, NBC Sports California. And, of course, you want to check out the Kings and the Nets right here on Sackdown Sports. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Appreciate thank it. You. Thanks for sharing all your stories of uh, uh, your horrors yesterday. At <laughs> Never again. Horrors Never at, going yeah, to Levi again. At Levi Stadium. Uh, thanks for listening. We've got game night coming up. Get you ready for NBA basketball right here on Sackdown Sports.